0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to uh, today's podcast with me and Josh. We will be previewing the Week 8 slate of games, of course, not including the game that happened last night because we couldn't quite get our shit together in time. But we are here to talk about the rest of them. Let's do it. All right. Well, um, oh, yeah, you like to go by this thing. Yeah, we'll just start with Bengals-Jets. Bengals-Jets. So this one, the fascinating part about the Bengals-Jets game to me Is the fact that I believe the Bengals are only ten and a half point favorites and I say only because I just feel like with what we saw last week A new England Patriots team beat the Jets 54 to 13 with Mike White starting at quarterback and Mike White will be starting again at quarterback and um, you know I think since he's coming off a game where they just blew out Baltimore by the final score total at least and uh yeah, so, I mean, 10 and a half seems to me like a value. I understand that it's a classic trap game spot, but we've seen the bra- sorry—the Bengals in classic trap game spots twice this year, one of which almost got them. That was the Jaguar game with Jags, took a 14-0 lead. The other one was um, the Lions game when the Lions had absolutely no chance. So, it's interesting. I mean, could the Jets come out and make this a close game?
1: I, I don't think so. No, I think um – Well, one, the Jets' defense against the pass is ranked 25th in the league. So, they could be in for a long day. Burrow's playing really well, too. Yeah, especially with Jamar Chase. I think he's just going to kind of bully them, as they say. Yeah. Um, So, I know it's... I mean, but then again, we don't... You know, you never know in the NFL. But, obviously, the Bengals are a much stronger team, and we expect him to blow... Yeah, I'm thinking the hell. I think out. it's going
0: to be something like twenty-eight to three or something like that. To be honest, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. I have a am in a suicide pool, pool league with my uncle, and I've just decided I'm going to be taking the Bengals this week. So mm-hmm. there, there's that. <laughs>
1: well, I'm definitely. What was, what would you say the spread was? It was ten and a half. I'm taking it.
0: Yeah, I like I like the Bengals minus ten and a half all day long. Like, yeah, I think. Worst case scenario, they win like 28-14 or something like that. So I, I wouldn't say 28-3, but 28-6, 28-7 possible too. 28-14 is kind of the best possible scenario for Jets fans. This could really – I mean, I know mm-hmm. last week with Jamar Chase,
1: it was um, pretty much a blow-up game for him.
0: hmm Again. I think
1: he has a chance to do it again.
0: I kind of think this is going to be a T. Higgins week, but well, definitely Chase has a chance to.
1: Yeah. But also Joe Mixon, he he has a chance to kind of blow up here too.
0: Well, that's the strong part about the Jets' defense, right? They're, they're front. So, I mean, does Joe Mixon have a chance to go off? Sure. But I think that – I think it will be another three-touchdown pass game for Burrow. Um, and I think that – I think they're going to try and just spread them out and, and kind of have a quick – past game for the most part with some deep shots off play action implemented in there as well definitely gonna run it because they are a team that likes to remain balanced as we've always seen Sean McVay do and now we've seen Zach Taylor try and do that actually you know for the most part in Cincinnati as well so so yeah I mean I think we both like the Bengals in that one
1: yeah I, I think it's funny how well how long is Zach Wilson gonna be out do you know
0: I think it's like four, three, four, three or four games. Okay.
1: Well, I know they went and traded for Joe Flacco, and he's not even starting in this one. So it's like they Ye- traded him well, for two weeks?
0: Yeah, no, because Flacco's not going to officially become a member of the Jets until today. Right. So to have him come in and just immediately start would be. But, I mean, he's a veteran. But he's he's never had this system before. He's right. Never, but you just say, know the playbook here's a slant,
1: here's a <laughs> drag, Right. here's an out, and I here's an in. I don't know
0: if it's quite that easy. Right. I think there's a little bit more to it. But, yeah, so let's well, move on. We both know – we both like the Bengals, I think. that's
1: Yes, 100% taking the Bengals all day on the road. They're going to embarrass the Jets, but, you fortunate know, for Jets it, fans. but It
0: is a weird thing, I think, back to your point about them trading for Flacco, just because, like, why? I mean, just, hell, let Mike White go out there and maybe develop himself and turn into a, a decent yeah. backup. I mean, you it's know, not like – Joe Flacco's
1: gonna just turn the team around.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. And what do you have what do you have to lose considering, I mean, you're definitely not making the playoffs this year. Right. You know what Absolutely I mean? So it's no. kinda like, I don't know. I think I, they were out of the playoffs after week one, but um I think this coaching staff is sitting there thinking, if we go without a win the rest of the way, like are are we gonna be one and done here? Because this is
1: their only they've only had two home games this year. Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean... Uh, this is their third. They're, gonna they're gonna one and 1-1 one at home. They're going to get spanked. All right. Um, Titans, Colts. I've already said my position on this last week, and my, my point remains the same. Let me tell you some reasons why I like the Colts. Where are my notes at here? Okay. So, it's a rematch game, right? These, these teams played in Week 3 in Tennessee. Titans won that game 25-16. to 16. By the way, the Colts are 2.5-point favorites in this game. Favorites. Over the Tennessee Titans, a team that just beat the Bills and the Chiefs. So keep that in mind. Um, Anyways, so like I said, they've already played once this year in which the Titans won. That game was in Tennessee. This one's in Indy. That was in the first game they combined for 41 points. The over-under in this one is 51. 51? I I was pretty shocked about that. I feel like that's a little high. But um, I could totally see it hitting. I mean, Tennessee averages about 28 points a game. So I, I understand from that Standpoint, uh, Ryan Tannehill last four games has thrown just three touchdown passes. I think um, that's not spectacular. Obviously, both these teams—it's not—but you also have to remember they're, you know,
1: just handed off to Derek Henry. He does Bo- this thing. I
0: was about to say both of these teams are their running back, their star running back is really their the the main focal point of their offense, and right. I love I love that personally. Um, Carson Wentz hasn't thrown an interception in his last one hundred and seventy pass attempts, and he's only thrown one all year.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's kind of always been an
0: efficient guy. The one concern, well, sort of, I, I mean, mean, except for that last year in Philly. Right. The one concern I have for Indy, I mean, not not the one, but I should say the most concerning thing since I've already committed to picking the Colts in this game as of last week is that the Indianapolis pass uh, protection has not been great. Last week, the Titans' edge rushers were a real big factor. Landry was, Bud Dupree finally had a big game. They were able to sack Patrick Mahomes a season high four times. And I'm worried about that particular match. Like, how are the Colts going to protect Carson Wentz on the edges? You know, we all know Quentin Nelson will be Quentin Nelson, and he'll, you know, he'll uh, definitely allow for uh, a place for Wentz to step up. Um, You know, but I I do worry a little bit about that, you know, from that standpoint. And and I think on the defensive side for Indianapolis, they have been – aside from their collapse in Baltimore where they allowed 31 points in that comeback win for the Ravens, Mm -hmm. over their last four games, they've only allowed 15.8 points per game, again, excluding that Ravens game. So the defense has been pretty good. Tannehill hasn't been very good. Um, The Colts are kind of trending in the right direction, in my opinion, whereas the Titans are obviously on a high right now. This could be an ultimate letdown spot for them, in my opinion, where it's just like, hey, we – you know, we just beat two great teams. We're going to cruise in there and beat this team just like we did earlier this year. And then, boom, you're all of a sudden you lose. But I was actually pretty surprised that Vegas agrees with me, and they made the Colts the favorites in this game as well because the Titans are 5-2. and two. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. Yeah. Um, they
1: are predicting the Colts to win this game, which is absolutely incredible, like you said. I mean, the Titans are 5-2, 2-1 two, two on the road. I mean, this is going to be a lot closer than what Vegas is predicting.
0: What do you mean? They're saying it's two and a half point spread, right? About two and a half. But
1: I mean, well, when I mean that, I mean I think they got the pick wrong. I think that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought the Titans would be favorites f- yeah. for sure as well. I was. I thought that I'd be picking an underdog here, but right. Um, let me spit out something about my guy Jonathan Taylor. He has over the last um, over the last four games. He's averaging over 138 yards, or almost 138 yards from scrimmage. He's the fantasy RB two in that time, to Derrick Henry, who um, aside from last week and then Week One, where he was kind of held in check in terms of uh, yards per carry and all that stuff, he's been he's averaged 168 yards per game and uh, 10 touchdowns over the previous five games. So he's
1: yeah, he's like 100 yards away from a thousand yards on the season with like 10 or. 30 games to go at this point.
0: He's having a historically great season again Mm in this time. It's like, this is almost like what he did at Alabama in his last year. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, he's on pace to become the league's first ever
0: back-to-back 2,000-yard rusher.
1: Wow. What
0: a, Jesus, what a player. Yeah. So who do you like in this one? You say you like the Titans, right?
1: Yeah, I'm taking the Titans. Well, I guess it's an upset according to Vegas. But yeah, I'm taking the Titans and... This one, obviously, the spread's at 2.5, so I'm saying, like, 27-24.
0: Wow. I I just had that thought pop in my head, 27-24, because the reason I was thinking about that is that would be a push on the over-under, so Vegas is probably thinking that exact same thing, except for they like the Colts in that way. Um, I'll take the Colts to win at 24-21. I like Indy man I think that I think they're getting things going I think they'll be the more desperate team the more hungry team at this point in the season just because again the Titans just came off wins over the Bills and Chiefs like it's hard not to be feeling yourself a little too much and when you're feeling yourself a little too much in this league things tend to get humbling so so yeah I'll take the Colts like I've been like I said just last week as well taking the Titans all right let's go to Rams at Texans think Rams, uh, you said Texans. You? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the, the oh, okay, so the Rams are 14 and a half point favorites, which to me feels awfully cheap. Like, I think 14 and a half is a steal. I mean, like, I think that, let's put it like this, 31-14 is kind of, in my opinion, the closest this game would be. Right. You know, I think we could have, just looking at this slate, a similar week to last week in some ways where it's uh, quite a few... You Know blowouts. I think that's definitely possible. Well,
1: this is definitely going to be one of them. Yeah, I agree. So, I don't Aaron think Donald's going to gonna mash on Davis Mills or is Tyrod? I think.
0: No, Davis Mills is starting. It was okay. just announced, but Tyrod will be back soon. And that's good because in games with Davis Mills starting, the Texans have had point totals of 9, 0, 22, 3, and 5. That's 7.8 points per game. It's not good. That's not normal. Like, that's that's Josh Rosen-esque you know and Rosen was a top 10 pick Mills was at least a third rounder so I think Davis Mills we we all knew he had to he had to have time to get become you know the player that he might be able to eventually become but this rookie season has been absolutely abusing him Uh, so that's not good but Houston has also allowed 30 points per game over their last five at least a little bit more than 30 points a game over the last five Stafford and company have been scoring. Um, I think they're the third highest scoring team in the NFL. Like 20, I think it's 28 a game or something like that. So it's just, you know, I don't think we need to get too deep into this. It's going to be a bad day at the office again for Texans fans, unfortunately. I'll take the, oh yeah, for a final score, I'll take the Rams 34 to 14, 34-14. I'm going 38-10. Okay. And I don't, just them
1: to, getting two touchdowns is ambitious.
0: Yeah, I know it is. Um I almost want to change that, but you're yeah, you're right. Anyways, that would both maybe 38-13. What do you think about a
1: couple field goals?
0: Yeah. I could also see this game going under. The over-under in this one's 47 and a half, and that's so crazy to have an over-under that's relatively high with a team in, in Houston that's averaging not even eight points a game over the last five, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like if Houston gets their season average, that would mean the Rams have to score 40 or 39 to, to make the over-under. So Or no, 40. So anyways, um, we both like the Rams. We like the Rams big. Let's keep it at that. Steelers at Browns. I'm actually kind of pumped for this game. Is
1: Baker is playing Baker? To my okay, Baker is playing, so yeah. that definitely changes the whole dynamic of the game. Um, this is going to be a close one. Obviously, Browns are, the Browns are a lot better than they have been in years past, and the Steelers are up and down at this point.
0: They're a good one, good one week. Well, they've been good two weeks in a row. Then they had their bye week last week, but right. when I say good, they barely beat Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Yeah, good. You know? That's what I'm saying. So no. it's like, yeah, they're just like. Skimming by, like, like
1: mm-hmm. Packers are. Um, they
0: also beat the Bills in Buffalo in week one. They, they did, but that was an anomaly, it seems like. <laughs> right. Cleveland in this game is a three-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under, pretty low, 42-and-a-half. So, what has Pittsburgh done lately? Well, Ben Roethlisberger in the last two games completing almost 68% of his passes averaging 241 a game in terms of yards 7.4 yards per pass attempt three touchdowns zero interceptions and he's only been sacked one every 32 and a half passes him which is a phenomenal uh you know phenomenal ratio there for him in that regard and then but the first problem i see potentially for Pitt is that um i think that they are going to have their hands full stopping the run mm-hmm. because if Chubb's playing, you got to assume he's I mean, if he's not 100%, he's at least going to be healthy enough to do some damage. And last week, or not last week, but the last game Pittsburgh played and they allowed 141 rushing yards to Seattle. Um, this Browns rushing attack, you know, with uh, with just what they do, their system, their offensive line, their running backs is a whole lot more difficult to deal with than Alex Collins and the Seahawks. So I think that might be an issue for the Steelers. But the Steelers are 12th on the season defending the run. So they're not a bad team you know, um, overall in terms of what they allow from a yardage standpoint, but they do also allow 4.9 yards per carry over their last three games, which is the sixth most in the NFL. So I think that part of it is obviously going to be first and foremost, can you stop the Browns on the ground? Because if you can't, you're in big trouble because that's when their play-action pass really gets going. That's when Baker is not under pressure. And Baker, when he's not under pressure, is a very, very, very good quarterback, so accurate, and he's, you know, if you can't make him uncomfortable, when you do make him uncomfortable, it's because you do a decent job on the against the run, and then you are able to actually rush the passer. That's when Baker can get a little shoddy at times, but you know, well, I, they've
1: been struggling, that um, stopping the run in recent games, the Steelers. So yeah, it, this could with Baker also being hurt, this could just be a ground pound game with. Uh, Nick Chubb and Darren Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I, I see them getting over thirty carries, not each, but right for the whole game.
0: Yeah, I uh, think they're just going to ground a pound. I think so too. That's what I think. But you know, Pitt is on paper personnel wise, they should be able to stop the run. They just like you said, right, they've been struggling well, in recent weeks against have, the run. So we'll see. they also have a couple injuries, um, yeah, on their front line, so that doesn't help. But yeah, yeah, that's going to be important. And then when you look at, um, Cleveland on the other side of it. Najee Harris has been running the ball well. He's got over. He's averaging over just slightly over 100 yards a game over his last two games yeah, uh, on, on the nuts. ground. And then when you, Cleveland is the second best run defense from a yards per carry standpoint, they're allowing just 3.5 yards um, per attempt on the ground. And so I think that you know that Najee is going to have his work cut out for him. I hope they're consistent with giving him the damn ball because. The only two games they've given Najee Harris twenty or more carries are the last two, and they've won both. Mm. Right, so that's two of their three wins. So I think that's an important part of this. Who do you like to win it? It's in Cleveland. I'm taking the Browns. Taking the Browns.
1: Mm-hmm. I think they're going to ground and pound.
0: Right. Ground and brown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel you. I'm going to take. I think I'm going to take the Steelers in an upset, man. Wow okay i think they won two in a row they got a bye week that should help them say hey this is what we can do better this is what we can you know Mm -hmm. improve upon or whatever and i think they're going to go in there and steal it because the browns have beat the steelers two games in a row if you go back to last year to week 17 and then they beat the crap out of them in the playoffs i think the steelers are going to come in here extra hungry and they've had a week to extra to prepare for the browns also worth noting the browns were able to – they had kind of the mini-buy because they played on Thursday night last week, so it's a little bit more fair in terms of, like, time to game plan. The Steelers got a couple extra days, but I think that Pittsburgh's going to be really hungry in this game. I like them to go out there and steal it 20-17, to Pittsburgh. I'm going 28-21, Browns. Okay. Um, So you like it to go over. I like the under. Um, I seem to always go towards the under, and I don't really know why. Anyways, Eagles at Lions. Game of the week? Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, man. Eagles, Lions. Let's see what the spread is. Okay. Philly mm-hmm. is a three-and-a-half-point road favorite. Over-under in this one is, to me, is outrageously enough, 48. The over-under is 48. And this is a – let me just let me just spit out some shit here because I got something on this game, okay? The Eagles average um, – I'm sorry, the Eagles average 20, almost 23 points a game. The Lions average about 18, okay? If, if they both hit their average, we're looking at a 40-point over-under, not a 48, right? But over the last, let me see, where is it? I have this, um, okay, Lions' point totals over the last six games, six straight games, 17, 17, 14, 17, 11, 19. They have not reached 20 points, in six consecutive games. The Eagles' point totals over the last three games, 21, 22, 22. And you mean to tell me that the over under this one is 48? I think that's a little bit ambitious. I don't, I mean, who scored? Plus, both of these defenses are actually pretty decent. You know what I mean? And then when you look at what Jalen Hurts has done lately, he, so four weeks ago, he we had the best game of his career, 32 of 48 against the Chiefs, threw for uh, 387, you know, 8.1 yards an attempt, two touchdowns, no picks. In the three games since then, he's completed 53.6% of his passes, averaging 183 yards a game, 5.7 yards per attempt, three touchdowns to two interceptions. He's been sacked one every 16 pass attempts. So um, he, he does have four rushing touchdowns in that time. But, like, when you look at it, it doesn't seem to be a game that I see as a high-scoring shootout. I see this as a nice defensive slugfest, and I see the Lions competing their asses off to the very end, Maybe even this is the spot for their first win. Should I pick them? I don't know. Who you like? What do you like in this game? what What parts of this game do you like?
1: Well, they're they're both ugly
0: teams on paper. Yeah, um,
1: they're both struggling. The Eagles, obviously, I think more so in the passing game. So the Lions could potentially go out there. It, it is at home, so they're gonna have their crowd on their side. I think they. This could be, like you said, this could be a spot where they get their first win of the season. um, Obviously, I do like the Eagles in this one, but I'm going to throw a little curveball.
0: you going with the Lions? I'm going with the Lions. Wow. You know what? I'm also going um, with the fucking Lions.
1: I mean, it's on Halloween, so it could get pretty scary <laughs> for the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, Look, man. they if they can contain Jalen Hurts, I think they have a chance. And obviously... This could be a, a game where Jalen Hurts has over 100 rushing yards.
0: That's possible. Yeah.
1: And I, I truly believe that. And, you know, if that happens, the Lions will, you know, it'll be a long day. But if they, like I said, if they can contain Jalen Hurts, um, keep this game close, you know, give yeah. Jerry Goff an opportunity to go out there and win the game for him, I mean – this is basically a coin flip, but I'm going to take the upset. I'm going to go Lions. I think they get their first W Yeah, of the I, season.
0: I'm taking the Lions as well. And when you look at this, to your point about them trying to contain Jalen Hurts, when they played against the Ravens a few weeks ago, Lamar Jackson ran the ball seven times for 58 yards. So they weren't, I mean... Lamar can do a lot worse than that to you, but that's that's you know it's still what almost it's over eight yards a carry, almost eight and a half. So, from that standpoint, you know I, that's obviously a concern with Hertz. He's not quite as quick and explosive as Lamar, right. but he's still a good runner. Um, I think that if they can keep Hertz in the pocket, I think that the Lions could win this game comfortably. And when I say comfortably, I mean twenty four to fourteen, something like that. I I really do. I think that their defense has been pretty good lately. Like. The Rams scored 28 points against them last week, but it was not easy for the Rams to get there. Like everything was contested and difficult. And and you know, I just think that the Lions' players and coaching staff have been wanting a win so damn bad. I just think it's coming this week. I I really do. I think that they're gonna come out there. They're gonna be. They're looking at the Eagles like, hey, you're not much better than us, Right. right? You're what are they? Two and four? Two and five? Two and five. See, you know, so they're two games better than the Lions, but Mm -hmm. they're, but you know, they're not much better. Right. And, and I don't know, man, if both of these teams play, if the Lions play to the best of their ability and Philly just plays how they've been playing recently, I think the Lions win the game. And so I think the Lions are going to steal this. I think it's going to be 23 20. Yeah. That's the under
1: Deandre Swift is, he's He's good, man. So he could, this could potentially be another huge game for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a season high 144 yards of uh, offense good. last yeah. week. Um, he's averaging 93 yards per game this season. And obviously, like I said, the Eagles are struggling. So this could be a, a spot um, where DeAndre Swift goes nuts. And when I mean nuts, like three touchdown
0: nuts. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that's why I have him on, I think, two of my rosters, and I love having him. Yeah, he's. <laughs> He's he's good. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's he's going to be a star here. I mean,
0: he's close to that now.
1: He is. So yeah. Um I like the Lions in this one. Uh, I think uh I think they get their first W. I don't really know what the score might be. Maybe like 28-27.
0: Okay. So, you like like a a, a lot more high scoring than I do. Yeah. Well, I mean, if
1: I'm predicting DeAndre Swift to have three touchdowns, that's 21 points right there. So
0: Okay. Um, All right. Let's go to 49ers-Bears. 49ers at the Bears. So, I got good news and bad news for the Bear fans. Um, Well, this is, on paper, a much easier matchup than Tampa, right? In Tampa. Mm -hmm. You're back in Chicago. You know, all that kind of stuff. However... The bad news, by the way, the Niners in this game are four-point favorites. The over-under is 40, so Vegas has, you know, no real respect for either offense in this game, and I, I don't disagree with them right now. Kyle Shanahan's, like I said, he's had a rough year. The Niners' defense, however, has been a pretty good unit. They, they're allowing just 6.3 yards per pass attempt, which is the sixth-best mark in the NFL. And, by the way, Chicago is allowing just 6.9 yards in attempt, so they're both under seven. You know, and I think that that's going to – Make this for a real test for Justin Fields. I think that the Niners um, are going to be able to get after Fields. I, I really do, and I think that that's going to that's going to give him some real issues. And at this point, guys, if Fields has a bunch more, at least like two or three more of these games where he just turned like last week, turned the ball over five times, if he has a you know a few more of these games it's going to get to the point where and i know i really feel comfortable saying that i know ownership has stepped in there and made the decision that Nagy, you're going to start fields mm-hmm. but i'm starting to think like is it probably or at least possibly going to be hey let's let fields sit down a few games and and not take a beating for a few, like because right now yeah but they be- if they bench him at this point then it yeah. i mean the dolphins did it with tua Tua's has played well the last two weeks I mean, yeah. here's the thing. If, he, if he's getting his ass just beat to shit every well, week, I don't. you have to do something. You can't just keep trotting him out there. Right, but
1: I don't think that a spot with the 49ers at home is going to be one of those times where Justin Fields is
0: getting whacked. The Niners defense is better than people think. It's just that their offense hasn't been good at all. I mean, look what they did they did some real damage to Carson Wentz last week. I mean, look look at their like on the season other than Aaron Rodgers, I don't remember a team having an easy day at the offense uh, at the office scoring points against San Francisco. I'm going to try and check out their their defense right now. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm nuts, but like you know, yeah, Detroit scored points on them, but they were dominant for the most part of that game. I think Detroit got some late points. They held Philly to 11 points in Philadelphia. Like I said, the Packers did their thing. The Seahawks were really struggling for the first half and quarter of that game, and uh, they finally came on strong towards the end. But that's Russell Wilson, you know, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Right. That is not the Chicago Bears. Um, again, and they held Arizona to just 17 points. That was before their bye week two weeks ago. And then Indy scored 30 last week, but they scored that late touchdown off the, you know, uh, the interception, put them in good position. So, I, I mean, to me, I think this San Francisco defense is going to give Justin Fields another rough day, man. I don't think it's, yeah. I don't think it's going to be easy. No, I don't think so. I mean,
1: obviously, Justin Fields is still young, still learning uh, how to be a professional in the NFL. Um, but, yeah, I mean. This could be this could be a bounce back game for him. He really needs it at this point. That would be so. I'd be so happy for him. Yeah. I don't. I don't see it. Um. But yeah. I I like the Niners in this one. Uh, I think Eli Mitchell is gonna have a big game. So, um, if you have him fantasy, you're starting him. Yep. Um. But yeah.
0: And so the over under in this one is forty. What What do you like to score? San Francisco's a four point road favorite. Over under forty. What are you thinking for the final score? I'm thinking over. Okay, um, I don't think there's like I'll say what I've said about go ahead, you go ahead I'll, I'll say mine after.
1: I think it's barely gonna push the over twenty three
0: twenty. Okay, I don't think the Bears are gonna crack. I don't I don't think they're gonna exceed seventeen points. Right, I've said that the last two weeks in a row, and I've been correct both. Depending times. on how Justin Fields plays. Well, of course. I mean, that's what that's what we're, you know, that's the whole point of this, pr- you know, prediction here is I don't, I cannot say from what I've seen lately that Justin Fields is going to have a good game. Right. And you're, I, and you're not confident
1: he's going to go out there and just no, put I, a beat down on the 49ers? Definitely not. I'm yeah. much
0: more confident in what I've seen from the Niners defense for the most uh, part of this season, you know. So yeah. I'm going to take the Niners to win this game. I'm going to take them to win it 24 to 17 because I don't think the Bears are scoring more than 17 points. I'm sorry, Chicago fans. But hey, I don't think it would be a bad move right now for Chicago to bench Justin Fields for a couple games just to stop the bleeding for a second. Like, stop the bleeding. Let him watch Andy Dalton, who, and I know Andy's not glamorous, but Andy's a professional. You know what I mean? He's a veteran in this game. Let him watch Andy for a couple games. Let him like see, like, hey, this is what you were doing in this situation. Did you see how Andy handled that, right? Like, those are the types of things I think are going to help him make sure that he knows he's still the guy. And, look, at the end of the day, if he is the guy, then he won't get mentally beat down from a benching. All right, let's talk about the uh, Panthers at the Falcons. Spread in this one, Falcons are three-point home favorites. Over-under is 46-and-a-half in this game. Who are they starting at? QB. Sam Darnold. Oh, okay. Yeah. He immediately said Sam's the quarterback. He was just looking for a spark there. Um, look, let me tell you some things I've got on this. The Panthers are averaging 16.3 points per game over their last three games. 16. Okay. Sam Darnold, in that time, has completed 52% of his passes, 4.8 yards per for pass attempt, 165 yards a game, two touchdown passes to five. five interceptions in his last three games. Falcons, on the other hand, have won three of four. Um, and in that time, Matt Ryan has completed 67.5% of his passes, 301 yards per game, 7.4 yards an attempt, 10 touchdowns, to just one interception. So he's been playing really well. And by the way, Matt Ryan, and this is over a five-game str- I'm sorry, a four-game stretch now, has only been sacked one every 32.6 pass attempts. That's a fucking great ratio. Yeah. You know, so they're doing a good job protecting him. they Actually, um, the far majority of the Falcons' offense comes from Matt Ryan. Oh yeah, because they're like twenty seventh in rush yards per game. Right. So
1: they've always been a pass heavy offense.
0: Yeah, but um, I don't know, man. Like as a Panther fan, it's tough for me to sit here and tell you that I that I think that they're gonna bust out of the slump on the road in Atlanta against the team that's won three or four. You know what I mean? It's just hard for me to sit here and say that with a straight face. Right. The thing, and plus, what do the Panthers do well? They get after the quarterback. I just told you in the last four games, Matt Ryan's been sacked one every tw- uh, 32, almost 33 pass attempts. So maybe they get him once. If they get him three times, I think that's when Matt Ryan starts to do, you know, dumb shit. <laughs> like, I think that's when he starts to, you know, he'll make the panicky kind of plays. Right. I mean, I don't know. I do think that the Panthers match up decently in terms of their, Secondary against the Falcons receiving core. That could lead to some coverage sacks. Who knows? But all in all, I think that... Um, now, I will say, this could be a get-right game for Sam Darnold. Like, the, the Falcons defense isn't a defense that you look at and just get, like, wow, that's a good... De-. You know, they're not. They're not very talented.
1: I mean, he, if he's seeing ghosts right now, it's they're playing on Halloween. He's definitely going to be seeing ghosts <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday. Oh, my God. Could you imagine?
0: Um, Yeah, so... I kind of want to say the Panthers, but, I, look, I'm going to be objective. I think the Falcons win this game, and I think they do it because Matt Ryan's extremely efficient. I don't think it's going to be a bunch of big plays. I think he's going to well, take what is given to him, get the I ball think,
1: out. I think Kyle Pitts is going to
0: eat in this one. Yeah, he's been going crazy yeah, lately. Yeah, he has. I think
1: he's he's got two – the last two games, he's got over 100 receiving yards, right?
0: Yeah, he, had 170, yeah, he hit 170 or something last week or whatever it was. Crazy. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, he's obviously um, – starting to settle in this offense, and I think um, he has a, another big game this weekend.
0: What's the final score, in your opinion? What do you like?
1: What's the over-under?
0: It is 46-and-a-half.
1: Mm, I'm going to go, what's the spread? Three?
0: Falcons by three. Yeah, Falcons favored by three.
1: So I'm going to go, like, if Sam Darnold keeps playing like Sam Darnold, it's going to be a rough day. <laughs> I think it's going to be,
0: 24-13. Wow. Yeah. So you like the Falcons to win comfort- uh, Yes. Yeah. Okay. At home. I, I'm um, taking... Coming off bye? Yeah. I'm taking... Are they coming off bye? No, no, they had a bye two weeks ago. Oh, They're coming me. off uh, the Dolphins the, a game where they won. But I'm taking Atlanta to win also. I think they're going to win, tw- let's say, 23-20. to 20. So, they don't necessarily cover. It's a push there. And I do like the under in this game. I just think that, you know... Um, the Panthers match up well enough with them in terms of, like, their defense against the Falcons' offense to, mm-hmm. to limit the points. But I also don't think that the Panthers can be trusted to score more right. than 20. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's especially my... with
1: the play of Sam Darnold.
0: Yeah. I mean, and C-Mac being out, obviously, doesn't help their cause. Right. Um. And, okay, so where are we at now? Dolphins at the Bills. woo so, Buffalo's a 14-point favorite. This is what I meant earlier when I said this could be a well, week. Didn't they shut them out a few weeks ago? Oh, yeah. They beat them 35-0 to zero yeah. a couple weeks ago. And that was a game that Tua got hurt in in uh, early. But Buffalo in this game, 14-point favorites over under
1: 48.5. Seemed high to me. Well, the Bills are going to put up
0: 40 themselves if history repeats eh, itself. So. Maybe. Josh Allen in that game struggled, and this is the reason why I say I answer like that. He was 17 of 33, right, so barely over 50%, uh, threw for 179, um, 5.4 yards per attempt, two touchdowns, one interception. That's what he did against the Miami Dolphins in week. I think it was two, right? Devin Singletary had a pretty good game, had 82 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Jacoby Brissett came in and, and took over for an injured Tua. By the way, when Tua was playing in that one, he went – one of fourteen for thirteen yards and a sack, and then Jacoby Brissett came in there, went twenty-four of forty for one sixty-nine, one interception and four sacks. So, four—I mean, uh five sacks on forty-four draw uh, on forty-four pass attempts for the Bills' defense against this Miami offense. You would have to imagine, and you would just have to right that the Dolphins are going to come out with a better plan offensively. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to let. The Bills' defense just completely dominate them again, right? But Buffalo's right, well, Tua's has got to play well in this one for them to even have a chance. And he has been doing that lately. Yes. He's playing pretty well. Yeah, he has. So Buffalo's coming off a bye, and they're also coming off of a loss, right? They they blew the game yeah, against the Titans, mm-hmm. and a game that they were in pretty much full control of from start to almost finish. And that's what happens when you play against the t- a Titans are a team that's just not going to quit. So if you don't if you don't finish them for real. You, you might blow a kind of those kinds of games. Miami scores the fewest I'm sorry, the fourth fewest points per game. Buffalo allows the fewest points per game. And oh by the way, Buffalo scores the second most points per game at almost 34 a game. Right? So I mean I guess I guess I do like the over in this one. I think the Bills are going to win at 34-17. I'm pick- I'm go-
1: <laughs> I don't think the Dolphins get more than 17. That was my pick for them, but I
0: think the Bills go 40. 40-17. Yeah. Just complete domination. Domination. That, that would mean, by at the way. At home. Coming just, off by. Yeah. If we go by your prediction, that would be the, that would mean the Bills in eight quarters of play against the Dolphins won 75-17. to 17. <laughs> That would be the final score in those two games combined. Which is very doable. Very doable. I mean, I think that it's at least going to be close to that. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, maybe the Dolphins score 20, but I don't see them scoring any more than that.
1: Yeah. Um, there's not much... To say about this one, other
0: than the Bills are going to put gonna a beat it, down it, on the it's Dolphins. It's going to be, I think, a pretty comfortable victory. Yeah. Okay, Patriots at Chargers. This is fun. Because this is fun. Last year, the Chargers got smoked by this Patriots team in a game where Cam Newton had like 69 yards passing. Uh, they got beat 45-0 by to by the Patriots in that game. Okay, that's... Um, alarming right because what's different this year first of all justin herbert's not a rookie anymore okay that's the first thing i I can think of that's different the second thing is there's no cam newton instead we got mac jones and the patriots have a much better overall offense in terms of skill players and even offensive line the chargers are four and a half point favorites in this game okay the over under 49 and a half if i told you the new england patriots were 12th in the nfl in scoring would you believe me (laughs) <laughs> no well they are <laughs> they've scored the 12th most points in the nfl you know the chargers obviously we know they can put up points even though they didn't do so against the ravens before their bye week last week but um it's going to be interesting to see what coaching adjustments because this wasn't the same coaching staff in la obviously uh, last year is what they are now right so that is one thing how does belichick attack them you know uh in terms of what does Belichick change, if anything, about how he beat them down. And remember, his defense dominated that game, and his special teams had the return touchdown. Cam Newton had two rushing touchdowns. It was just like, you know, Cam didn't really throw the ball very often. It was just complete, just physical football win with defense in a run game, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So I think that we'll see the same type of thing because the Chargers have one of the worst run defenses in football. You know, yeah. So I think the the Patriots are definitely going to try to exploit that again. And when they pass the football, I think we'll see some more of the quick game from Mac Jones. And I think Mac will be accurate, and he'll make for the most part pretty good decisions with that quick game.
1: Yeah, I think it's. I think Mac Jones has another little two hundred yard, couple touchdowns game. I think it's more of a ground and pound. Damian Harris. Um, he, from what I read, uh, what I read yesterday. He will be the first New England running back since Corey Dillon, wow, to record three straight hundred yard games if he does it this week.
0: And he has a prime matchup to do so. So that's yes. wow, that's interesting.
1: Uh, L.A. is surrendering surrendering a league worst one hundred and sixty two rush yards per game.
0: That's just atrocious, man. That's rough. Um,
1: so it this one could be an upset spot too. Honestly, I mean the Chargers. Lost their last game. They got walloped. Yeah. Um. So, coming off by, though, I mean,
0: is Eckler out in this one? He might be. Yeah, I think he might be. Then that's obviously big. That's huge. For Herbert them. last year against the Patriots was 26 of 53. That's less than 50% completion percentage. Uh, 209 yards, zero touchdowns, two picks. Passive rating of 43.7. He was sacked three times. Yards per attempt, Three point nine four. Three point nine four. So basically four yards per pass attempt. That's pretty rough day at the office, right? Um under four yards to be exact. But um I think my estimation for this game is I think that the the Chargers are going to normally I would say let's run the ball, right? Let's let's not allow the Patriot defense to make us one dimensional. But in this case, I'm gonna say, look what Dak Prescott did to them a few weeks ago, right? Maybe our quarterback is ready to put us on his back. Maybe we should attack them through the air. Mm -hmm. You know, I think they have um, the kid Jones, I believe, is injured in New England. Maybe, I don't know if he's missing this game, but he was banged up last week. And so, I think Herbert is going to bounce back in a big way. I think, at least from a statistical standpoint, I think Justin Herbert goes in there, completes about 65% of his passes, and I think he throws for 300. That said... You're taking the Chargers. I'm taking the Patriots to win. Okay. (laughs) I like the Patriots to win in 27-24. I think that win against the Jets last week was one that's going to really propel them. And like The way Belichick just kept his foot on the gas pedal, and they routinely beat up on the Jets, so that's not the impressive thing. But the impressive thing is that I think Belichick was trying to generate some momentum. I think wins like that bring your team very close together and it wasn't a win in the way the titans are coming off of like these wins against the chiefs right where it's just such an emotional high it was like yeah we thought we'd beat the jets we did beat the jets but man that was a lot of fun and you have fun together you start to love your teammates more and that brotherhood bond is stronger and stronger i think they're going to go in there and beat the chargers and i think they're i think belchick's sitting there looking at this like we beat you 45-0 on this field or uh, in this place last year in la and now you're the favorites over us? Like, uh, I don't know about that. I mean, that's, it's a little bit a little bit foolish in my opinion, but I get why that's the case. I'm taking the Patriots, 27-24.
1: I'm taking the Chargers, yep. 31-27.
0: Okay, I, I feel that. And wh- what did I say the over-under was? Let me double-check that. It is, I think 50? it's like 49 and a half. Yeah, 49 and a half. Okay, so um, where am I? Is that the, yeah, so that's the over. And I think mm-hmm. you t- uh, yeah, both of you. Yep. Okay. Moving on. Where are we at? Lay Le- Jaguars. Seahawks. So the Jags coming off the bye week in mm-hmm. a, a week in which they did not experience a loss. I mean, only the second time that's happened for them this year. And the, before the bye week, they went into London, I believe it was, and kicked the game-winning field goal against the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. That kicker, by the way, we need to shine the light on him because he did a damn good job. He hit the 50-yarder, I think, to tie it, right? And then the 50-yarder to win it. Or... Something like yeah, that. Yeah, he it had was, a hell of a game. It was, a yeah, two clutch kicks. And that has been a team that has really struggled with field goals uh, on the season. But the Seahawks are three-and-a-half-point favorites in this game in Seattle, by the way. Over-under is 44. So how does my guy Trevor Lawrence compete? How does he fare against the Seattle Seahawks? What do you think, Lay? <clears throat> well...
1: I think he continues to improve. Yeah, honestly, I I believe in the Trevor Lawrence hype, or whatever you want to call it at this point. You're a fan. Yeah, I like Trevor. I think he's a smart kid. Um, it's obviously he's not going to come in and just dominate the NFL. Um, and he's nope. proven to not to. Yeah, but I think he is a quarterback that is also willing to learn, willing to do, put in the work to get better, and and. Turn, I think he will continue to improve, and I, I, I like him to go for 300 pass yards in this game. Um, so
0: you like him to go for 300, huh? Yeah, I do. Wow, on the road in Seattle. Um, and keep in obviously- mind, Jameis Winston against this, who knows? Maybe new and improved Seattle defense because they only allowed 13 to the Saints. Jameis was 19 of 35 last week. That's 54.3%, uh, 222 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Yeah, but it's Just 6.3 yards a pass attempt.
1: Jameis also has a streaky record as far as having 500 touchdowns one game and then 100 <laughs> the next. So it's, but this year he's
0: been a different guy. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously – LASIK, baby. Yeah, he's obviously <laughs> a lot more efficient um, – I mean, look, Jameis has only thrown the ball more than 30 times once, and that was last week. He's thrown the ball. Because they don't want him to. Yeah, and that's smart. I mean, look, look, dude, Jameis has, on the season, let me see, 13 touchdown passes to three interceptions. That right there is winning football. How many you know? did he have last year? He didn't play last or year. Or two years ago? Two years ago, he had 35? 30. 30. And I think he had 10 fumbles, too, so it was something crazy like that. But anyways, he had 30 picks. This year, what is he on pace for? He's on pace for uh, eight or, you know, maybe nine because it's a 17-game season. But that's a fucking great season for Jameis Winston.
1: I don't even know how we got on Jameis Winston in this one. Well, I was looking
0: at what happened to the Seattle defense last week because you said Trevor's going to go for 300. I said Jameis went for 220. And, you know, look, here's the thing. It may happen, but if, if Trevor does anything, what I think Trevor will have success doing, and I think that after the bye week, is something I've been calling for for the entire season, by the way. Run the motherfucker. Trevor Lawrence gallops. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's a 6'6". Six, six, like, he, he can run. He's quick. He's, he's You know Cam Newton was a great runner, obviously, right, for his entire career. Still is if he wants to play, if he ends up playing he, again. But the point is, Trevor Lawrence is, in my opinion, because he's more lean, Cut than Cam, what was even as a rookie, he is quicker. You know what I mean. So he's not a guy that's going to run you over the way Cam would, but he he's very quick in, in terms of like he's going to be more like a Kyler Murray small guy quickness, um, not as quick as Kyler. or I know some people are going. He's not as quick as Kyler. I know, but the point is he's quick, right? So if you design some plays to get him on the move, and then have a little option like, hey. If you've got green grass, just take it. Right. You know, be decisive. Run the fucking ball. If he does that, I think that he could have a really successful day against the Seattle defense because Jameis ran eight times for 40 yards last week. However, if you want to drop back and pass against Pete Carroll in that loud-ass Seattle stadium that you and I personally witnessed one, uh, one day a few years ago – I don't think he's going to have a good game at all. I think he's going to have a very hard day at the office. I think Seattle is desperate for a win because Pete Carroll's all about competing and never quitting. Yeah, they're all, they've lost three straight, right? Four, I believe. Um, let me see. But the point is, they've lost a few games in a row. They're in a division that you know they like. They'd have to basically win out to even have a chance at winning their division. They probably still wouldn't uh, wouldn't, but they have lost three in a row. You're right, and. In those, but in those three, the last two of them, they lost by just three points, right? The one of them was a heartbreaker in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I think the Seattle Seahawks win this game, Josh. That's just my opinion. I think they win it. I think they win it twenty-four. No, I'll say twenty-three seventeen. Seattle. I'm going twenty-three seventeen. Jags. Wow! How did I know you were going to do it? You're nuts. You're a madman. <laughs> okay. Well, you heard it here first, folks. He's picking the Jags to go into Seattle to get their second win the in a Seahawks. row you, on the road. So just to let it let it be just let it be known like this on the opposite You're side of the country. You're taking Urban literally. Meyer to go into Pete Carroll's house, yeah, and beat Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking Pete. All right, let's go moving right along. Washington Broncos. Washington Broncos. What a boring game this one's gonna be. <laughs> hey, actually, Washington's been scoring thirty a game. It feels like they they've been allowing. Washington, I believe, allows the most points per game in the NFL. Who the f- would have thought that? Like, I mean, who would have thought that? That's crazy. And um, do you know, last week, Washington, even though they didn't score a bunch of points against Green Bay, they didn't punt. <laughs> they didn't punt the football once. Right? Really,
1: that's impressive.
0: Yeah, and Heineke had damn near 100 yards rushing. So I mean, it was it was a, it was a you know a good game. Of course, they they had four different possessions. That they didn't come up with points in the in the red zone, and you know, obviously that was the difference in the game. They only scored ten points. So it's Jared like Judy's
1: back in this one too. So,
0: oh, that's right. It can be and a bright spot for the Broncos. That's Definitely going to help because yes. to me, he's their second best receiver after Cortland Sutton. Absolutely. And I mean,
1: he's you know could potentially be one of the best receivers. No, in the NFL, in a, f-
0: in a <laughs> few years, best slot receivers, best slot receiver. Yeah,
1: in a few years, obviously. You guys still remember, young.
0: I was not a big Jerry Judy guy as a like top ten player. In well, the, he's, like, no, of, he's no,
1: he's no Devonte Smith. Well,
0: a lot of he's not. A lot of people had him as like, oh, Jerry Judy's a top ten player in the draft, top five player in the draft. Like that well, was he's crazy super talented to me. He's not super talented to me. He's a really good player. He's a very, uh, very good route runner. He's not a guy that's. Dynamic and explosive, like he's not a guy that will ever be like Tyreek Hill or, you know, to me even like a devontae Adams, where he he has the the ball skills. What he will be is a Pro Bowl level level uh, slot receiver. You know, a guy that can mm-hmm. get quick separation. It's going to usually catch everything that comes his way if he gets his hands on it, and is going to be a good player. I don't think he's a dynamic talent. I think he's a very very good player though. I think Cortland Sutton, on the other hand, is a dynamic talent. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, just
1: having him back was yeah, going to good. It's definitely it, I think it opens a lot more up for the Broncos. Um, Absolutely. They have a lot more, you know, places to throw the ball. Uh, it's going to open up the run game a little bit, possibly. Uh, they won't be stacking the box, but. Um, yeah.
0: yeah, no, that's a good point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see how well he plays in his first game back. But, I mean,
0: I'm taking – Oh, what's the spread in this game? I'm taking the Broncos. You like Denver, huh? They've You know they've lost four straight.
1: They have. After and they're at, they're at
0: home. They're uh, at home. I don't know. I they're three-point favorites the Broncos are. and Over-under is 44.5, by the way. So,
1: I don't think they cover. I
0: think it's like a 21-20. Okay. Something like that. 21-17. Broncos. Okay, well, that, that would be them covering, but that's okay. Um, Okay, so I Put am it? going to say the Washington football team go in there and get that win. I like them, man. And I'm a homer for Ron Rivera, as you guys know probably yes, right we know. Now. But um, look, I just think two reasons. Number one, I think they have a quarterback that's playing better. I think they have the better quarterback right now. Even though Heineke only mustered 10 points in, against Green Bay and 13 against Kansas City, I think that, That was because, in part because, well, first of all, he played a really good game last week against the Packers. I started him in fantasy. I was very happy. I would have been even more happy if that damn touchdown run would have counted like I think it should have, but that's besides the point. Anyways, Heineke, to me, is a more dynamic player than Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater is probably a more consistent player, but I think Heineke has a better arm than Teddy. I think he's a better runner for sure than Teddy is. And ironically, these guys were both, I mean, Heineke was on the Panthers. We let him, I think we just let him walk or cut him or whatever. And then Teddy was, uh, the neck that was the answer. And I'm sitting here object, just my honest opinion telling you that I think Heineke is know, better player. I, I think he's a little bit better than Teddy two gloves Then Teddy two gloves. Yeah. And I think that Teddy has, definitely has more help around them in Denver, especially mm-hmm. now with Judy back. Yep. Um, but I do like what heineke has got going there in Washington. I do like that for the most part, they've been able to score. You know, let me just read you. So after week one is when Heineke only came in for part of week one. So week two, they scored 30 points. Week three against the Bills, they got to 21, which is impressive because not many teams get even that much on the Bills, who only allowed 16 a game. Mm-hmm. Then they went into Atlanta, scored 34, scored 22 against the Saints, which is a pretty impressive amount. And then the last two games, yeah, they've been disappointing, but like I mentioned last week against the Packers, they didn't punt, and then they only scored 10 points within the week before against Kansas City, and then they scored 13. But that was a good game by the Chiefs, by the way, and, and you know, just sometimes that I happens. Just, I just
1: think the Washington football team is reeling right now.
0: They definitely are, yeah. but I think Denver's lost four straight, and I think they're definitely reeling. Washington football team's lost <laughs> three straight. You know what I mean? That's and what I'm saying. This is, this is going to be a boring but look, one. But. but check this out. Washington has played the Saints, the Chiefs, and the Packers in the last three. That's their three losses in a row. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's okay in my opinion because they are playing a, a Denver team that is, has lost some – I think they've lost some tougher games as well. But last week they played the Case Keenum-led Browns, and they got – pretty much handled from start to finish. Teddy could only muster 14 points. You know, they were talking about benching him at halftime. He came out and had a pretty decent second half. Uh, the week before that, they got beat beat up pretty good by the Raiders. The week before that, the Steelers. The week before that, the uh, Ravens. But uh, there have been reports in in coming out of Denver via Benjamin Albright, who is, to me, probably the more reliable, maybe the most reliable Denver insider over there. And he's saying that from pe- he didn't say he heard it directly, but he said that some people believe, some people, you know, maybe in the organization or at least close by the organization, believe that the coaching staff is losing the locker room. And I think if that were the reason why, it'd be because they've got this guy Drew Locke on the, on the practice field. And when the ball comes out of Locke's hands, it's an absolute bazooka, whereas when it comes out of Teddy's, it's, you know, a floater. 20. You know, he just doesn't have the physical talent Drew Locke has. And and lately, Teddy Bridgewater is a guy that most people say, oh, well, Teddy doesn't throw interceptions. Teddy's thrown five picks in his last three games, a la Sam Darnold. Okay. So I'm going to take, yes, the Washington football team on the road to go into Denver and get a win 27 20. Washington.
1: Over, under, Jerry Judy has 100 receiving yards.
0: Under. I think he's got six for 80. Okay. I'm just throwing that out there. All right. But you like the Broncos, right? You already said
1: Yeah, I like the Broncos. All
0: right. Let's do Buccaneers at the Saints. So the Jameis Winston revenge game. Here we are upon us. Yeah, well, it's not going to be much of a (laughs) revenge. We've been waiting.
1: We've been waiting. (laughs) The Bucs are going to go in there and take care of business. We've
0: been waiting for the Kansas City – I mean, sorry, for the New Orleans Saints to unleash the real Jameis Winston. Will the real Jameis Winston – Please stand Stand up. We've been waiting for it, and I think it's going to come this week, baby. Let's go. The Saints are five point underdogs at home in the dome to these Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The over under in this one is 49.5. I'm going to tell you right now Jameis Winston, say what you want to say about him. The dude is highly competitive. Right, of course. The dude is going to come out and put it all out there this week. He's going to eat a W. He's gonna, he, might, he might just eat that W. No, he's he's going to go out there, and w. I'm telling you right now, the motherfucker's going to put it all on the line. He's going to give you everything he has in this game, and I think Sean Payton is going let him, to let him a little bit. I think he's going to allow him to be a little bit more risky. Why? You can't run the football against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers unless you're Khalil Herbert, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, ironically enough, right? The seventh-round draft pick from this year. But you t- can't run against the Bucks. Okay? Right. What does that mean? You got to throw it. How are we going to beat the Bucks? Jameis Winston is going to go completely bonkers. I think he's, he's going to throw for 350 I over do. or under. I think he's going to have 350 yards. Wow. I think Jameis Winston's a fucking hell of a streamer. If your quarterback's on by this week, I might just go pick him up in every league so that by the time you guys watch this, you're going to be like, damn, that motherfucker got him. But anyways, um, I just think that if... It works out so perfectly for Tampa – I'm sorry, for New Orleans to – they've really not been allowing Jameis to throw the ball a whole lot. Let me just go like this. It's been trending up in terms of pass attempts, though. Here, Here it goes. Week one, he threw 20. Week two, he threw the ball 22 times. Then 21. Then 23. Then 30. Then 35 last week.
1: Oh God, he's going for over forty. Yeah, in this he's going to
0: throw the ball forty times. He's and, got. He's and, got. To,
1: he's got to manage his emotions. We know that uh, Jameis Winston's a very emotional dude. He, yeah, but he's also and he's got to be able to keep him under wraps, especially in this game.
0: Against, I think he will because here's the thing: for half, damn near half a season now, the Saints have played it very slow with him in terms of like what they're asking of him, and you know, and I think that they've inched it up, and now we're against Tampa. And you know Jameis wants to win this game. It's in New Orleans, so he'll have the fan support there. Mm-hmm. And um, the only way you can beat Tampa defense or against their defense, the only way to really have success against them is to throw the ball. I think the Saints will do a decent job protecting Jameis, and I think Jameis will will do his thing. However, I like the Bucs to win the game. Of course, <laughs> I think the Saints cover. I'm taking the um. Saints. I'm talking. I'm taking the Bucks. 34 Saints. 30, but I don't think it's going to be a schlocking that the bucks have put
1: on everybody else. Cause the no. saints rank eighth in total defense. So, I mean, I think it's going to be closer than some of these games have been with the bucks. Obviously them just beating the brakes off everybody. Yeah. Um, I think it's obviously gonna be a little closer, but yeah, I'm taking the bucks in this one. I know, um, uh, I know Jameis Winston's probably going to get his this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then obviously Alvin Kamara is gonna do his thing probably through the air as do you said, yeah. yeah uh they no one can run on the bucks. I think Alvin Kamara has 10 receptions in this one uh to go along with the 40 passes that James is gonna throw, but yeah yeah, uh, I like the buccaneers in this one. I'm gonna go 35 24
0: I like it. Well, that's more, That's more. so you'd like him to cover. I don't know. I think it's going to be 34-30. I think it's going to be a close game. It might even be like 27-24 because the defenses are a little better than we think. But I think Jameis goes for at least 300. I think Tom Brady, on the other end of this, talk about a competitor. Tom Brady is not going to let James Winston beat him. He's he's no, of course I, I think not. he's he's not going to let anybody beat most him. Most people would be like, "Oh, you know, I don't really care about that." Like Tom Brady's going to be like, nah, man. It, I'm Tom Brady's going to take this shit." Yeah, he's like personally and he's going to go out there and, and especially if he sees James playing well, he's going to respond in a big way in my opinion. So, well, yes. Breaking, breaking news. 20 or 20
1: 10 minutes ago, Antonio Brown is out again for week 8. Ouch. Um I think he's I think he's got a pretty bad injury. I don't think he's going to be back anytime soon, but um, with him out, obviously, Godwin and Evans are both, you know, yeah, solid.
0: This week, Godwin for sure. Wide receiver, too. Mike Evans got going to have his hands full with Lattimore. Anyways, let's keep going. Uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, visiting Minnesota. the Minnesota Vikings. So, the Cowboys right now. Well, right, whoa.
1: let's, before we get into the game, we don't even know if Dak Prescott's going to play in this one. I was one, about but, to say. Yeah.
0: Look, I think Vegas is telling us something. The Vikings are two and a half point favorites as of now. Do they know something we don't? They must. Uh, they must feel like you no. Know, what here's what it is. They're not going to put a line as if Dak Prescott's playing because if he doesn't, they're going to get their asses reamed, right? So they're they're trying to cover their bases right now and just do the line mm-hmm. as if Dak's not playing, right? Okay. The over under is fifty three, so that means if they're doing this line with without Dak playing. They somehow think that it's still going to be a shootout. Yeah. So in my opinion, the Vikings defense, and I've been on this for a while now. You guys know, I, I think the Vikings defense has been playing really good football as of late. And I don't think anybody realizes it because in the first two weeks they gave up almost 60 points. But ever since then, they're They, no, they give up actually 61 points ever since then. Week three, they gave up 17 to Russell Wilson in Seattle. Week four, they gave up 14 to Cleveland. Okay, those are two good teams, two good offenses. Week five, they gave up 17 points. In week six, they gave up 28 to the Panthers, but that wasn't a real giving up 28. It was a mm-hmm. block punt and a forced phone. Like, it was realistically they gave up about 14 points. You know what I mean? Maybe call it 17 in in reality, in retrospect. Right. But um, to me... I, the first thing that jumps out at me about this game is I love the under. Because even if Dak plays, 53 to me feels, I mean. Yeah, I, but this game could also be 35-31. It know? definitely could. It definitely could. You know, the Cowboys,
1: if Dak, assuming Dak plays, they're going to score points. And the only way that the Vikings are going to win is score more. so Right. But well, um, my point is
0: this, bro. Look, 17-14, 17-28. Okay, what's the, th- so 34-48. Uh, 68 plus... So, the, the I mean, the Vikings are basically giving up 22 points a game, 21 and change points a game over the last four games. Then, then they just had their bye week, mm-hmm. right? So now, Mike Zimmer is a defensive coach. He wants to play good defense. And so I think that that's kind of like... I don't know, that's my my rationale on it. They've been able to get a good pass rush. If Dak doesn't play, the I'm smashing the under here. If Dak does play... I might take the under. Let's just put it like that, okay? But let's just assume for this breakdown's sake that Dak does play. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna have a close game here. I mean, it's I, gonna be I close, really
1: but I'm still taking the the boys. Obviously, yeah.
0: I mean, I, I would probably still take the Cowboys too, but I think that Minnesota is a team now three and three mm-hmm. right on the year. They they're coming off a bye week. Um, Mike Zimmer used to be the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys before he got his job at mini, and so I think. Minnesota is going to come out as desperate as desperate can be. And um, I think they have to because they're a team that's going to be, in my opinion, a fringe playoff team. And they know that they have to win games. Like they can't go below 500 and then be a 500 team and expect to make it. Even with seven teams making it, they can't do that. Not this year. The NFC is too – there's too many very good teams. I think there's six teams with two losses or fewer in the NFC. So, you know, uh, that's – it's not going to be easy. So they got to win. Dallas, I've been saying this for weeks, the one way you want to attack them is on the ground. Minnesota, that is what they do. They're yeah. going to challenge you on the ground. So that's an interesting dynamic to this game is can the Dallas Cowboys stop the run of Dalvin Cook or however the Vikings decide to attack you? And it should be a little bit more healthy Dalvin Cook now. Um, you know what? I'm feeling an upset. Make your pick, then I'll make mine. Make yours first, please.
1: I already have. Cowboys 35 31.
0: Okay. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna take them to win this game. Sunday night? I'm going to take them to win this game. On the game. road. 28 24. Dak has the ball with 52 seconds left. He goes down, brings them all the way down. They they fail to convert a fourth and six Vikings win.
1: Mm mm. I'm, I'm going the boys, obviously. I,
0: I'm not betting on it. I'm just having some fun. I like I like the Vikings. I think they're going to come out very much with a great game plan, desperate. Uh, oh, both these teams are coming off a of bye week. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that makes it even better just from the standpoint of like, I, I wish they would do that for every time this happened. Like At least like the Steelers-Browns game, how that's coming off of the Browns are coming off a mini bye. And then, right. you know. Anyways, let's move on to the New Giant. York football Giants on Monday Night Football going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Right now, the Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites over under fifty two and yeah, a half. and this is
1: gonna be this is going to be a
0: get right game
1: for the Chiefs. Um, I think Mahomes dominates in this one at home Monday night. I think he's a show out. Obviously, when the Giants are not a great football team, is Saquon back in this one?
0: He might be. Him, Galladay, and Tony are all questionable.
1: Okay, if all so three maybe- of those guys are back though. They're gonna have a potent offense. Absolutely. Yeah, and we know how bad Casey's defense has been this year. Um, so there's a potential. I mean, I'm starting Daniel Jones this week as a streamer. Yeah. Um, Smart move. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we know, like I said, Casey's the worst defense in the league right now. Historically bad, and uh, I think Daniel Jones has a bright spot to, uh, especially if he gets all his weapons back, especially with Tony and Saquon. Um, he has a potential to. Go nuts this week. Uh, obviously, they're going to have to with KC being at home, and they're gonna they're <coughs> gonna dominate on. Well, I won't say both sides of the ball. Uh, they're gonna dominate on offense. We know that for a fact. Um, so Maybe. look, well, yeah, okay, we don't know that for a fact because it's obviously if they've been playing like they have essentially yeah. all year. Uh, they they've had what one big blowout, and that's when who they beat.
0: The Eagles, by, yeah. by two scores, yeah.
1: So I mean, it's I, I feel like it might and, be in
0: Washington too. Yeah, they handled them by I think two scores as well. I feel like
1: it. That's going to be another one of those games, in this one, and they Chiefs get back get back to what they do. Um, I still, I I will take uh, I will take Mahomes throwing another pick in this one. Wow, just just you just know following going. the trend. Obviously, remember this.
0: Daniel Jones, your fantasy quarterback, last time he had those guys you mentioned all on the field together, mm-hmm. he went 28 of 40, so it's 70% completion, 402 yards, two touchdowns, um, one interception, which wasn't his fault. It was yep. just the Hail Mary deep ball. It's amazing he how. He averaged 10 yards for pass attempts, which is the most he's averaged this season. And I think that, he, you know, I don't know, man, I think this could be a really fun game. I think if even if we get the majority of those guys playing mm-hmm. instead of just Questionable. I think the Giants are going to be competitive in this game, right?
1: Especially it, it's it's funny how uh, an offense can go from bad to pretty damn good with just two players, you know, because they're they're game changers. Um, obviously, Tony's extremely talented, and we know what Saquon Barkley can do. So. I mean,
0: you're talking about Tony Shepard, Galladay, Saquon. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean those, those are like if you just get back Galladay and Saquon, or Tony and Saquon. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's huge. But I'll tell you what, the Chiefs last week against the Titans, by example, held Derrick Henry to fewer than three um, yards per carry. So the the run defense, by the way, against against Antonio Gibson a few weeks ago, they, they held him in check. So the run defense has been much better as of late. You know, I'm trying to go to, let me see, yards per rush attempt. The Chiefs over the last three weeks, what have they done in terms of yards per carry allowed? Okay, one, two, three, four. Sixth best run defense in the NFL over the last three weeks from yards per carry standpoint. So that that alone should – I don't see Saquon going crazy on the ground if he comes in. I think that it would definitely be a help to have him because you can throw the ball to him as well if -hmm. if you're under pressure, if you're Daniel Jones. But I think that, you know, if – they just get two of their receivers back and no Saquon, I think they're gonna be in a position to score some points. I just think that ultimately the Kansas City Chiefs will outscore them. I think they win a very close game. I say thirty to twenty seven, Chiefs.
1: Mm, I'm going thirty four to twenty,
0: Chiefs. Thirty four twenty. Yeah. Okay, so that means you like the Chiefs to cover. Mm-hmm. I like the Giants to what cover. What is it, ten? And we both like the un oh, we both like the over, is it's nine and a half. Nine and a half, okay. Yeah, yeah so
1: Chiefs, Chiefs get back to uh, being the Chiefs in this one. Uh, so I'm taking them all day, especially at home. Cool, and that's that's one stadium that we should go to.
0: Yeah, eventually I'm down.
1: I mean, obviously that's one of my bucket list items is to hit every NFL stadium, yeah, in the nation, and I've heard great things about KC.
0: Yeah, it's one of the louder places. Yeah,
1: and we've been to Seattle, and so it's like, I kind of want to, like, compare and contrast the two, because it would just be awesome, awesome. I wish I could yeah, go to the Cowboys, the Cowboys-Chiefs game. What is that? The day, the weekend after, is, the weekend before Is that uh, Thanksgiving?
0: Dallas? No, it's in KC. Oh. If that was in Dallas, we definitely would have went.
1: Right, but I'm talking about going to see KC in KC. I mean, it's only,
0: like, an eight-hour yeah. drive. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I'm not doing that. But <laughs> <laughs> not right now. I just got too much shit going on. But, yeah, it is in KC. Okay. Yep. Well, the next Dallas game we should go to. Maybe we should go to a Dallas game this year. We'll figure that out later. But yep. Anyways, guys, we appreciate you for listening. Subscribe. Uh, hit the bell for notifications. And um, comment. drop a comment.
1: Yeah. Drop a comment about your favorite matchup this week. Tell us uh, who you like uh, in fantasy. Um, obviously, also... Uh, drop your start sits because we're going to be doing start sit in our next episode. Um, So be sure to get your questions in so you can get your lineups ready for Sunday because we have another exciting week. Obviously that's the one thing I love about the NFL is you got a whole week to prepare to hype up the games. It's just, it's unlike any other sport where, you know, you pay a thousand games in a season and it's just like repetitive shit, but that's, you know, it's football, baby. Let's go. So anyways, uh, thank you guys for watching, for tuning in, um, and we will catch you in the next one. Peace.
0: Peace.